to another episode of the Mindful Marriage Podcast. My name is Brock, and I'm here with my co-host, the therapist of all therapists, Tara Wiedemeyer. How are you doing, Tara? I'm doing fabulously. Hello, Brock. Hello, everyone. All right. So we are in the middle of a season that we're dedicating to a similar topic all season long, and that's called gaining perspective of the other person, kind of getting in their shoes, seeing how they think about things. And so uh, today, Tara had this idea. Well, maybe it was not Tara. Maybe it was mine. Who knows whose idea it was. But we're gonna... like it, it was mine. Okay. If we like <laughs> the idea. All right. So today we're going to talk. This is, this is called the bathroom episode. And so we're going to look at, and again, we'll get to a point, I promise in this, but uh, we're going to look at like uh, bathroom habits and kind of seeing, because couples can have varying perspectives on how things should be done in the bathroom. And so we're playing a little game today called What Are Your Bathroom Habits? Original, original name there. And so every time Tara and I agree, we get a point. And obviously if we disagree, we don't get a point. And this might be a game that you could play at home. I don't know, would you recommend playing this game at home, Tara, with your spouse? Uh, sure, but make it interesting. Don't just get points, like make it like, I'll leave that up to the, to the imaginations out there, but make yeah. it interesting. Yeah, thank you for that. All right, so Tara, <laughs> briefly here because I know we could probably go on for a little bit what is your current bathroom situation are you guys like a two-sink family do you have like a toilet closet what is your current bathroom situation in your home we have two sinks and one long shared like vanity um a bathtub and then a um shower that has um like glass enclosure and then the um the closet is off of the bathroom but there's a door there and then a door separates the toilet as you call it the closet um of the bathrooms so how did what do you call that the, the toilet closet yeah the toilet closet yes yeah. so yeah. that is all in kind of one space but um the main area one big open space and then the actual closet and the toilet closet are separated by doors yeah that's same as our bathroom the one bathroom that kind of boggles my mind i don't know if they make this bathroom much anymore is when they don't have the toilet closet, the toilet's just got like a little half wall or a quarter wall. And so I, I can't imagine the feeling when you're kind of doing I your mean, thing. Someone... I have like saloon doors. If that's <laughs> yeah, saloon sense. doors, yeah, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Here, here is the first question. Um, Tara, how should the toothpaste be dispensed in your family? <clears throat> um, I like it to be as clean and smooth as possible. Sometimes I'll squeeze from the middle, but then I'll like, once I'm done, I'll push it up from the bottom just to kind of get it all like, you know, in the same spot of the tube. Um, and then sometimes I'll squeeze from the bottom. Like if it's a fresh full tube. I love the fresh tube. It's so exciting. Uh, I am a bottom up and I also like the toothpaste squeezer to put on there. So I'd say maybe we're, we're pretty close on that. We could get a point on that. Don't you think? I agree. I agree. Okay. All right. Um, which kind of toilet paper do you prefer and how should it be dispensed off of the roller? I like the softest, but also um, I don't want to break the bank, but yes, um, I know you have a specific brand to use and it is, may I, may I say your brand? Yeah, I guess you can take my Charmin Ultra, right? Ultra Charmin, Soft. Charmin Ultra Soft. Yes. yes I love yeah. that one. Um, and so if they have it, I will usually get it, but if they don't, then I'll just choose from what's you know available and the, softest I could find. Um, and then I think the way it needs to lay, I like it when it comes, like we'll, I'll call it the tail, comes from behind. So it's not over the top like in the hotels. 
Yeah. So, so we, we probably don't get a point here. We're, we're similar in toilet paper, but it's got to come over the top because if it comes. Why the do you bottom, want to get over the top? Well, because that's what the hotels do and they can fold in a little triangle. Why do you have to what the hotels do? And then, and then if you do it from behind, you can get this long tail that almost hangs the floor. You could have a long tail it, with it coming over the top too. All right. So we disagree. All right. Yeah. Um, what should happen to towels after showering? I think that they should. Well, first of all, my husband has his own towel and I have my own towel right. and we yeah. have um, our own spaces, but I think they need to be hung up in those spaces afterward and only use them, you know, a couple to a few times to dry off and then bring in new towels. All right. We agree on that one. I, I think we have our own hooks that we, we like to use. Um, what are your thoughts on the toothbrush sharing and then consequently the toothbrush, toothbrush storing? Um, I absolutely despise and don't think it's okay to share a toothbrush that makes me want to, I'd rather not brush my teeth if that was my only option. Like that makes me ill. Um, so, and then storing, um, I, I have a toothbrush holder that I stick it in every time I'm done. All right. So I don't think we agree here because I, I don't, if we had to share, it's not the end of the world for me. Uh, it, but it, the, we have a Sonicare, so and Tara says that's bougie that we have a Sonicare, uh, but we each have our own uh, toothbrush heads. The only thing I don't like is when the toothbrush holder is not cleaned off very well and you grab that toothbrush holder in the morning, you get a little extra toothpaste. So, so maybe we disagree on that one. All right, how should the cleaning distribution, or as I like to say for the bathroom, how should the duties <laughs> of the bathroom be shared or undertaken? How should that happen in the bathroom <clears throat> cleaning piece? I mean, in an ideal world, um, everybody would pitch in regularly without being asked and just do the thing. Um, but we kind of just pick up and clean up as we go. And so as far as a deep clean, again, in an ideal world, like once every week or two, maybe, but sometimes like, you know, scrubbing the shower or that kind of thing. Um, probably mostly scrubbing the shower doesn't happen as often as I want it to. But everything else um, stays, yeah, we kind of just do it when it needs to be done. And our, have a, I think we have a pretty good rhythm as far as All right, we I, don't have to, like, wait on the other one. Like, we just yeah, kind of so, so I don't know if we agree on this one or not, but I, I think each person needs to have their own assigned task. Like, hey, husband, you're assigned the toilet. Wife, you're assigned the sinks. And it's kind of their job to kind of routinely maintain that. So I don't know. We're pretty close. Maybe a half point for that one. Sure. Okay. Yeah, we can do right. half points, but okay. okay. All right, what is the proper way, this is disgusting, how to handle toenail or fingernail clippings? What is the proper way to do that in the bathroom? Well, oh man. So this is an, I wish I had a different answer for you on this one, but <laughs> um, I usually start out trying to keep them all together and collected. And then by the end of said process, um, if a few you know fly away, I'm not gonna go find them. So I know you don't love that. No, that so I like the grouping idea than throwing it away. But I, if there's a, if there's a spare one, it's disgusting because I hate hate stepping on a toenail in the bathroom when you're getting in the shower and like all of a sudden oh I have someone else's toenail on my foot. Yeah, so if it's just yours and Alicia's bathroom, then it's just y'all. It, nobody know, else's still, toenails. It's, it's disgusting. And so again, this is a little bougie. Uh, whenever I get done, when someone gets done clipping, I like to run the Roomba in the bathroom oh. just, so, just so those things are picked up. All right. Um, what needs to happen uh, with the toilet seat in terms of like putting it down, you know, putting the cover down? What, 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 is, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, 
I like the, I mean, obviously the seat down is my preference. And so if my husband or the kids come in, I would, and they're both boys. So, um, I would like it to the, at least the seat to be down. The lid does not have to be shut. Um, and so, yeah, just seat down. All right. So, in our, so I agree. Yeah. Uh, because it's like it, it, it takes a half second for the man to put the seat down. So I think that's just something we should do. But I do think the covering has to be down. And the reason for that is because from time to time, our cat will partake of a little little drink from the toilet. So it has that's to be down. Gross. So maybe a half point for that one. All right. How should storage of bathroom toiletries be handled? Um, they, my husband's, um, our bathroom is pretty organized, like in the drawers and cabinets and stuff, but everything is grouped together, like like products with like products. Um, and the things that are, you know, his or mainly his usually are on his side and same for me. Um, I do have more bathroom products and so mine do tend to creep over to his drawers or cabinets, but um, he's cool with it, so. All right, that is exactly how it happens in my family. And I like the organization. We don't have that as well, but I, I could handle that. So we get a point on that one. All right. What are your thoughts about clothes that are just kind of left out, piled on the floor, maybe piled up on the side of the tub or just left on the floor? What are your thoughts about a pile of clothes in the bathroom? Um, I absolutely don't like it anywhere and don't do it anywhere except in my closet. Unfortunately, this little mountain begins to form because um, I'll get in a hurry and I'll just like throw it down and to me, it makes sense. I know like what's what and where it goes and all that stuff. It doesn't, my husband doesn't like it. And so sometimes if I let it sit there long enough, he'll just hang it up for me. And that is kind of fun. So that's, that's great. I hate so, hanging up clothes. Yeah. So every once in a while, my wife does pretty good. But every once in a while, there'll be a pile during busy seasons. And I love to, uh, I sometimes have to walk over it to get to my side of the closet. And so I'll often yodel as I walk over it just to be passive aggressive. Uh, so she loves that. Yodel? Why yodel? Yodel, because I'm walking up a mountain. Yodel is. Oh. Oh. All right. Um, what are your expectations on sharing of shampoo? Poor Alicia. Yeah, poor Alicia. Uh, sharing of shampoo and soap in the shower. What are your expectations on that? Um, we don't mind um, if someone uses, like, a product that, like, we bought for us. Like, that's totally okay. But um, I don't daniel uses a lot of like the manly smelling like uh shampoos and like body washes and i'm not going to do that um so i don't use his products that often he does use mine more than i use i mean well definitely more than i use his because i don't um but i don't mind sharing um but some things are you know more specifically like maybe more female smelling, if you will. Um, a, a lavender, potentially. So yes, not going to use that kind of stuff. So I think, I could be wrong on this, and so someone could look this up. I think man-smelling liquid soap has come out in my lifetime. I don't recall that always being there. But we don't share the same project uh, products. And as a bald man, I did have one question on this thing. What is, what is shampoo? <laughs> All right, so uh, our, here's the next question. Are baths acceptable? Um. Uh, I mean, I think acceptable is a strong word. Yeah, they're obviously acceptable because we have bathtubs. Yeah. However, I don't, I'm not, I'm a shower over a bath person any day of the week. But if I don't feel good, feel well, I will, I will take a bath. Okay. Um, and that's more, that's not like a, that's more just to soak in hot water and like relax or like unwind than 
an actual like bathing experience. I'm anti-bath because it's just, just, you get in there with your dirt and you get this layer of your dirt just sitting there that you're still soaking in. What if you're not that dirty though? What if you're not going to create a ring? You're always dirty. And so to me, baths are only acceptable in medical situations. All right. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean medical? Like you got a cast on, you got to hang your leg out to the side or- How often does that happen? You have an open wound that you can't soak in the shower. All right, so- how long, Sarah, so I say maybe no points on that one. How long is too long for a shower? Um, I mean, I'm a let's get in and out, let's get this over with kind of person. So, I mean, I just, I think it depends on like, obviously my shower is going to probably take longer than yours because I have a lot of hair and you have none, no offense. Hmm. So, hey, you said bald man, I can follow up on that. So, um, I mean, what's too long is the question. Yes. I think 10- 15 minutes right. is we, we, way we get, much. I mean, like, we, way enough. Time. We get a point on that one, because I agree. All right, can someone else be in the bathroom getting ready while you're in the shower? I would prefer that they not be. Um, but, I mean, it's... If and it obviously, with, with the glass shower, we're talking about your spouse. In this yes, situation. Do yeah, have so. a, yes, but yeah, I, I would prefer I, to have my shower time, and then they can come in and do what they need to do. I, I agree. All right, Here, here's my last question. Right, can duties... <laughs> duties happen while someone else is in the bathroom, even though you're in the toilet closet. Can, can duties happen while someone else is in yes. the bathroom? Okay. Yes, as long as said toilet closet door, like yes. toilet closet, yeah, that sounds weird. Toilet yeah. closet door is shut. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe we could just call it the TC from now on, the toilet closet. All right. Oh, look at you. Can you be in the toilet closet for too long? And I know this is a sensitive issue for Tara Wiedemeyer. Can you be in the toilet closet too long? Yes, absolutely. I, again, I'm a let's get her done kind of person. So, um, without shaming or blaming or pointing fingers, staying in your own lane, draw in your own circle. Here we go. Hey, this is, I am staying in my own lane, but I'm yep. just telling you the facts that some people in my marriage and it's not me, um, stay in the bathroom for, I'm not even going to give you an amount of time. Okay. Yes, I am. Um, like, Sometimes an hour, sometimes more, sometimes two. I'm going to stop there. But like, and it's not like once in a while. It is common. Like, I think if my kids can't find my husband, like, they'll look in the bathroom or his office. Um, but I think the bathroom is probably more looked at first than the actual office, which is kind of sad. No, it's not sad at all. So we don't agree on this one because I think. You think that's okay? No, I don't know about a couple hours, but a 20 to 30 minute window of, uh, because you got to read our. I'm talking like 20 or 30 minutes. I'm talking like 60, 90, 120. Oh, that's probably too long. But you got to check your Twitter feed. You got to play a game or something like that. There's there needs to be some. Why activity. can't you do that from another location after you dropped your kids off at the pool? Yeah. You know? it, it's a time to relax. So moving on. All right. So what was our score? How many? How many did you get right? Or how many? Well, I, I stopped putting check marks. So okay, hold so, on. So we'll have no idea how many we got right. So we, right, I so, think we're about half and half. But half I. And half. So that's not bad. Half. Okay. So, so Tara, you're the therapist here in this situation and a good therapist, I have to admit, one of my favorite, if, if not my all-time favorite. All right. And so, so here's a couple that say they have all these controversies and the bathroom is just an example of, uh, you have a beautiful theory that we're two people from very different backgrounds, very different families of origin, very different experiences. And then you kind of jam them together and say, hey, now make it work. And so someone might really feel like, hey, the toilet paper should come off this way versus the other way. 
Um, so what happens when you just are not on the same page with all these things? How can you as a couple kind of get through? And this is just, we're using the bathroom again, just as an example. And so I know you and I have talked before about, you know, an example, like what if somebody just leaves their shoes out and that really bothers you and the other person, they don't even think about it. So how can a couple navigate uh, these type of situations? Well, I think first and foremost, like knowing that like we're going to have differences of, you know, opinions on this or different desires or the way that we think things should be done or even like look aesthetically, you know, and so, and that's okay. Like that's not a, a, that's not a negative thing. They can both be legitimate needs that people have and that doesn't mean they're bad. They're just, they're, they're needs. I wouldn't even call them all needs. I think sometimes it's just preferences, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if it is a need, then that to me is like a, like, it really does need to be like, like, uh, unpacked and figured out. But if it's a preferential thing, then, you know, I think sometimes we have to, you know, compromise and maybe even like give into the other one if it's not that big of a deal for us, you know, and it's more just a preference. So I think like with the idea of the bathroom stuff or leaving your shoes out, I mean, even something as what some people might consider that small, some people, those are sticking points, you know, but like know that we're going to have very different expectations going into a marriage that we don't even know oftentimes. And we've talked about this a lot in the past, but a lot of times we don't even know we have them until they hit us in the face or we're disappointed or annoyed or whatever the case may be. So first identifying what those expectations are and then, you know, bringing them up, talking about them with your spouse. Um, But I think don't just discount like something that seems small to you it may not be small to them and vice versa. And so I think first just bringing that to their attention, seeing where they fall on that spectrum, or is it, is it something that is truly bothersome to them? Do they actually feel maybe, is it just annoyed or maybe even like something as big as like unloved, unheard, like undervalued, that kind of thing. Cause I've talked to people before about something as what seems small, like about shoes being left out. Like, Husband would leave the shoes out. Wife wanted every all the shoes in a certain spot, like in the closet, immediately after like them coming off their feet. And for her, it made her feel like very just like, um, kind of like she was his mom in a way, but also ve- like unloved is what the root of it was. And so when she would talk to him originally about it, he was like, what's the big deal? Like basically get over it. Um, I can have my, you put your shoes where you want to put your shoes and I'm going to put mine where I want to do that. And then as she kind of like unpacked that and kind of started to see it like for what it was, she was able to like identify that like, this is more than just shoes like this. He, I feel unheard, therefore unloved, you know, yeah. so that kind of stuff. So sometimes these things need to be really like actual legit conversations. Um, so, so for me, it's, it's really interesting because this is, Uh, like a a real example of a struggle that my wife and I had for a long time because um, I grew up where everything had to have its place and everything needed to be right where it needed to be. And so she didn't grow up that way. And so I would get very frustrated with her and kind of say a lot of things. And I think kind of the turning point for me was understanding that a lot of what God has called me to do is to be a servant in my home. And that's kind of true leadership, in my opinion, in the Christian perspective. And so a lot of it was like, hey, if the shoes really bother me, um, I should probably pick them up for her 
Right. Or if, that, if that's kind of passive aggressive, she's like, hey, what are you trying to teach me a lesson? Just to learn to let things go. So a lot of it was, again, I know we come to this conclusion a lot, but a lot of it was going back and looking at my own, drawing that circle, staying in my lane and saying, what do I need to get better at? So I'm not as passive aggressive, not yodeling when I'm walking over clothes or, or whatever it would be. And so I think that was a lot of it. It's just me learning to say, here's what I can control and here's what I can't. And then if yeah. some things really bothered me uh, to be able to, to bring those up in a way and then, uh, but to hold it loosely and not like, hey, this is going to, we're going to fight over this thing, but just to yeah, kind of- They don't need to be deal breakers, you no, know? exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a, like, I remember when we first got married, Daniel and I would like, he liked the toilet paper flap over and I liked it behind. And it wasn't like, it was more funny, I think, really than anything. Um, but sometimes I would go in there and I'd be like, oh my gosh, he changed it. And so what I would do is I would just like change it back. And it was, again, more of a game. It wasn't like we weren't being passive aggressive. Um, and now, like, if he, when he, if he changes it and puts it on that way, I will literally, I'll leave it. And old Tara would have changed it. Um, and I think he might have, you know, obviously too. But now we just, however it goes on, it goes on. And it's not a big deal, you know. But we did talk about it. And just like, just in order to even get to know the other person better and know their preferences, I think, like, just, being transparent, have like being being a safe place for the other person to like being approachable in that way. Whatever we're talking about, if it's toothpaste or if it's like trust, like we need to have a safe place to land, you know. And so, so going back to my my, my statement I made at the beginning of this, would it be beneficial? Because a lot of times I think we have expectations internally that we don't even know that are there and are obviously then never spoken. Would it be a good idea if the bathroom is a source of contention for couples to even make a list like this? Yes. And go over those things and kind of then learn like, Hey, here's something I can let go and kind of that compromise situation. Yeah. Where we're looking for a win-win, but I, I ultimately do think that, that, you know, we should be a little bit like uh, not, not being as, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, not being as always self, focused on these things, but like, what can I do to, to kind of serve this person? What can I do to put their needs a little bit about Yeah, serve an attitude, I think is a lot of it. And so, you know, if, if your spouse prefers the toilet paper under, and it's not a big deal, then that's go under. It's, it's really, because it really, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter that much. You can kind of keep your area the way you want it, so. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the things that are not, the things that are sticking points, those are the areas where, you know, find a way to articulate it and then go to them, share that, you know, transparently and vulnerably, you know, if it's safe and, you know, going back to that kind of that ideal or not, not the ideal, but the um, kind of that foundational or initial approach. And we've talked about this in the past, but like a lot of times we as humans hear things better if we don't feel attacked or, you know, um, kind of that like that generalization stuff like you always you know do this you never do this so kind of like I feel unloved when you leave your shoes out can we find a way to like work around this kind of thing and so if you're using the, the good old I statement um then it's on you they can't they can but there's it's a lot easier for them not for them to hear that and not get upset by what you're bringing to them, you know? Yeah, and then uh, you've taught, taught me a lot that sometimes timing is beautiful. Like if there's a feeling of very stress, it's probably not the time to bring up, hey, the toilet paper needs to go this way. Uh, I've also discovered in my own marriage that again, like, like you just said, the terms always and never, really never. 
yeah. they never play well. They always, and so like kind of focusing on, hey, here's a discussion about that. And if it gets emotional, you know, like, okay, maybe it's now not the right time to talk about this. And then kind of again, that I think that, serv that servant mentality is a really big part of this. And like, again, we don't want to be just necessarily doormats for everything, but I think sometimes we're, we err on the side of selfishness and then set on the side of uh, serving someone else. And so, um, so Tara, what would you, what advice would you give to people that have the quarter or the half wall toilet? How, how would you, how would you, I'm joking. So, uh, remodel your bathroom, just remodel kidding. your bathroom. So, all right, Tara, any parting thoughts before we leave our bathroom episode and, uh, and, and go from there? Um, I think just, you know, spent before you, especially if you're like heated about it or it is emotional, you know, spend some time with yourself and be like, try to sit with that objectively, whatever it is that's bothering you or hurting your feelings or whatever it is, you know, getting kind of a, a plan together as far as like how you want to communicate that and say that and make sure that it needs to actually be said. Um, but even in doing that, like, you know, you could, we can ha have our own agenda. So like you said, to be kind of coming from this servant, um, servanthood angle, you know, just knowing that like you still need to actively listen and be willing to like, give and take and compromise in that. And so ready to extend grace and yeah, um, yeah just compromise is always a good thing, especially if yeah. we're talking about like shared spaces, because it's, some, you know? Yeah. And for some reason, if you're having a hard time, you just can't communicate. Then sometimes it's a sign that maybe we need to learn some new communication skills. Uh, maybe we need to deal with some things. And so doing things like going to see a counselor, doing re-engage, reading some things or whatever, like, Maybe we just need to learn some new skills and that's not the end of the world because we all have to learn skills to how to navigate this. And so it's a process. It's a process. We're still so. learning. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, um, proud of Daniel and how he uh, handles his bathroom situation. Oh, Tara's husband. And so um, we will see you guys next time as we continue to gain the perspective of the other person and learn and kind of give grace to their perspective. So Tara, thank you as always for your time. Brock, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Learn more about the marriage ministry at Hope by visiting hopefellowship.net slash marriage.